First Samuel chapter 13 from verse 13 God of the Lord says you acted foolishly Samuel said you have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you if you had he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time but now your kingdom will not endure the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him leader of his people because you've not kept the Lord's command. This is an excerpt from the book of 1 Samuel. And the one speaking is Samuel to Saul, the first king of Israel. Chapter 13 speaks about why he was speaking the way he was speaking to Saul. Um, Saul had been instructed by Samuel to wait on him so that Samuel, who was a Levite, would make the sacrifices that were required to God. Um, the Lord, through Moses, had instructed a long time before this how sacrifices were to be made to him and Levites such as Samuel and priests such as Samuel were the ones who were required to make these sacrifices to God. So Saul was a Benjamite and a king in Israel and for this particular occasion he had not been given the go-ahead by Samuel or by God to make the sacrifice. So Saul had become impatient because Samuel had taken long to come and make this sacrifice. And so he went ahead and made the sacrifice to God. And this act, which was really an act of rebellion, angered God. And he sent Samuel with this message that had Saul just obeyed God, God would have established his kingdom over Israel forever. But because of this act of disobedience, God stripped him of that honor and gave it to another. The word of the Lord describes as a man after his own heart. And this is the man that I wanted to contrast to Saul. The man's name was David, the second king of Israel. And the king who won favor before God's eyes forever. So, I jump to First Chronicles to make this point across. First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 12. He said to them, you are the heads of the Levitical families. You and your fellow Levites are to consecrate yourselves and bring up the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel, to the place I have prepared for it. It was because you, the Levites, did not bring it up the first time that the Lord, our God, broke out in anger against us. 
we did not inquire of him about how to do it in the prescribed way. In First Chronicles, it's really funny. Something similar had happened. Okay, not exactly similar, but it it had followed the previous pattern that Saul had followed in the sense that it failed to follow the instructions that God had given Moses a long time ago. Again, the Levites had been given the honor to serve God, to carry out all the duties pertaining to the ark of the Lord, to offerings, to everything that pertained to priestly duties, really. So again, it had so happened that David had decided to bring back the ark of the Lord to Israel at a time when it had been taken away. It was, it was not um, in in Jerusalem at the time. So David had set out to bring the ark back, which was also a, a really good um, thing. But he made a mistake. He did not follow the order that God had prescribed, and because of that, something happened. Uh, a man named Uzziah, Uzzah, a, a man named Uzzah, the book of First Chronicles chapter 13 records that he died in an attempt to steady the ark of God which was about to fall from a cart. Now, when Moses was giving out instructions about how the ark of the Lord should be carried, it was supposed to be carried on the shoulders of the Levites. But when they decided to bring back the Ark of the Lord, it was placed on a cart and the Levites were not the ones taking over the whole process. So this man named Uzzah, as the guys were celebrating bringing back the Ark of the Lord, reached out to steady it because it was about to fall from the cart and God's anger broke out against him and Uzzah died and fear gripped David's heart so much that he decided um, eh, there's no way I'm going to take this ark back to Jerusalem and the ark stayed with a guy called Obed Edom in his house for around three months and the Lord blessed the household of this man. This is all recorded in the book of First Chronicles chapter 13. So after some time um, David saw just how much God had blessed the home of Obed and he decided I have to do this right and that's what he did. That's why the, the verse I've just read from chapter 15 spoke about how he he decided to follow the protocols as God had prescribed and they went ahead brought the ark back following every detail as the Lord the God of Israel had prescribed 
and when you go on reading the chapters that follow you'll see how it all went it became a successful journey really and all that was supposed to be done was done so i contrasted those two scenarios in one a man sins against god by not following instructions in another a man sins against god by not following the instructions that had been prescribed but in one man scenario a man is stripped of the honor that the lord had bestowed upon him in another a man is forgiven forgiven and his kingdom actually established forever when you look at the surface it looks kind of unfair it's until you read and you understand the kinds of men these two men were that you'd understand why lives stand out so differently for both for both these men so turn your bible to the book of first samuel chapter 15 verse 27 it says that as samuel turned to leave Saul caught hold of the hem of his robe and it tore and samuel said to him the lord has torn the kingdom of israel from you today and has given it to one of your neighbors to one better than you he who is the lord who, who is the glory of israel does not lie or change his mind for he is not a man that he should change his mind vastati Saul replied i have sinned but please honor me before the elders of my people and for israel come back with me so that i may worship the lord your god and um that brings an end to the three verses i wanted us to read it caught my attention how Saul spoke to Samuel he said honor me before Israel and honor me before the elders let me come back with me that i may worship the lord your god the lord your god as if to say your god samuel that's the one i want to worship don't embarrass me before my people don't embarrass me before israel just come back and worship with me i want to worship the god that you know samuel the way he he calls the lord the god of samuel caught my attention and i contrasted it the book of first chronicles again i uh, put in mind that uh, at that time the lord had rejected Saul when that conversation was going on the lord had rejected Saul because again he had sinned again against god and that was the last straw and in the next chapter chapter 16 We see how Samuel goes ahead to anoint David king of Israel. Um so book 
First Chronicles chapter 29. Uh, I'll just take out a portion of it. Verse 3. Besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God. Over and above everything I have provided for this holy temple, 3,000 talents of gold, 7,000 talents of refined silver for the overlaying of the walls of the building, for the gold work, the silver work, for all the works to be done by the craftsmen. Now who is willing to consecrate himself today to the Lord? This was King David speaking. He was old by this time. He was doing perhaps the last greatest thing he ever did for the Lord, his God. He was um, preparing materials for the work of building the temple, which he did not build. God had told him that it would not be him who built this temple. And had instead told him that his son, Solomon, who succeeded after him, will be the one that would build this temple. Now, God told David that he'd shed so much blood and because of that, he'd not be the one to build the temple. And David says, okay, I won't build this temple for you, Lord. But I'll do something. I'll collect. I'll make sure that everything is okay. By the time that I'm gone and I'm joining you after death, I'll make sure that I leave everything well aligned so that my son can do the job for you. And you see how he says, the Lord, my God, my God's temple. I've devoted all this for my God, for the temple of my God. Again, it caught my attention how David seems to say, that I know this God. I don't call him anybody else's God. I call him my God. And the thing is, David had what we call a relationship. A relationship with this God. He had personified this God because he had a personal relationship with him. That's why Someone tells Saul that the Lord has appointed a man after his own heart. A man who desired to know God. A man who later know God so much uh, in such an amazing way. In such a deep way. A man who knew the character of God, who knew that God was a person, a personality, a God who could be known, who could be related with, a God that you could speak to, a God that you would wrong. Because trust me, David made many mistakes. That was just one that I pointed out. He made very many mistakes. The difference between David and Saul was that one knew his God. He knew that 
if I do this, my God is relatable. He knows my weaknesses and he desires that I come back to him in honest repentance. He's such an amazing God and a relatable God that he will see when I make effort towards writing the wrongs that I have made. This is something that Saul missed out on because every time he made a mistake, there was no genuine effort towards reconciliation. And you see, our God knows our hearts. Our God knows who we are. There was no such thing as the humility that is required in making repentance. It was not found in Saul. He never made effort to come back to God and tell him, you know what, God, I am really sorry, sincerely sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me. I have wronged you. Forgive me. There is something David knew to do. It is to say that he was sorry. It was not just to say that he was sorry. It was also to say that, Lord, I love you. It was also to say, he knew to say, Lord, I know you. Lord, I know that you are merciful. So merciful that in the book of First Chronicles chapter 21, David had once again sinned against God. He counted the men of Israel, which, which offended God so much. And um, the book of First Chronicles 21 verse 13 says that David said to God, I am in deep distress. Let me fall into the hands of the Lord. For his mercy is very great, but don't let me fall into the hands of men. David knew God. He knew that God can be full of wrath. But he is merciful beyond measure, merciful beyond thought. To know a man, to know someone so much that you know this one, he gets angry but he relents in his anger and I'd rather a million times over fall into this man's arms this God's arms because he is merciful and like men men will go all out to destroy me but the Lord will relent in his anger against me relationships are important Ladies and gentlemen, relationships make all the difference. It's in knowing a man. It's in knowing a man that you can form a lasting relationship. It's in knowing him that you form a friendship. It's in knowing a lasting foundational relationships are made. And it's no wonder that the Lord established David's kingdom forever. That to this day, we speak of a Messiah that came from the tribe of Judah, David's tribe. Because the Lord promised and the Lord kept his word to a friend. 
that he made a very long time ago but his friend this friend stuck closer than her brother and this friend became his friend forevermore because David knew when i become friends with my god he'll never turn back from me he will forever remain faithful to me he knew god so well he knew the lord's heart he's called a man that was after god's own heart he knew him and this friendship stuck beyond death to the point that god tells him trust me david i will be a father to your son solomon i will instruct him i will hold his hand as a man holds his son i will lead him oh how beautiful Ugh, it was so beautiful so beautiful you read these books and you see something different something different from what we have known all our lives growing up i thought the lord stayed in heaven and he was the kind of god that just bring all my troubles to and if he was having a good day he'd make them go away he was really angry i'd get punished for some time until perhaps his anger abated it was a really forgive you of who god is but through his word through this word that he so lovingly gave to us by turning the pages of the bible i have grown to know a different god by praying by know by hearing him by interacting with him by spending time with him i have grown to know that he is a god who can be known that he is a personality that he is an intelligent god you can reason with him that he sees us that he knows everything we go through and that you can bring a complaint to him and ask him god why is this happening that you can have a discussion with him imagine that who would have thought i know i wouldn't who would have thought that he can be called a friend i can be called a father he relates with me on such a deep level deeper than any mortal deeper than the friends you keep around the lord knows you better much better than anyone than anyone and he relates with you on the smallest things he relates with you on your biggest and smallest insecurities and he relates with you on a bigger platform he knows you as a friend knows a friend yet deeper so much deeper how blessed it is to know this that you can speak to your friend 
that you can speak to your father and he's not just any father he's a perfect father he's that perfect father we draw up in our minds because we have known how human beings are they fall short how blessed it is to know that there's a perfect god who relates with us in our imperfections and loves us beyond measure when i got this my life changed my life as i knew it changed i pray we can all be like david i pray that i can be like david there are very big shoes to fit but my god he says that he knows me and he knows the hairs on my head nobody knows that but him he's counted every single one he knows every cell in my body he knows every detail of my life he knows where it all began he knows my end at least stood at the beginning he knows me he knows me he's calling me today to know him because he says he's found by them that seek him he's that faithful he will never leave you out in the cold he'll never see you honestly seek after him and leave you out in the cold and then what's more beautiful that he says you can trust his word that he's trust worthy worthy of every trust you can give him he's a man of his word so much that he has exalted the word that he speaks even above his name so when he says i am i can be known by you he means every word of it oh how i pray how i pray that it becomes your desire that it becomes my desire evermore to know him to know him to know him I pray that he blesses you I pray that our Lord makes a way for all of us to know